Welcome to the Hope on the Way podcast with Father John Amit. John is the coordinator for the Christian Ecumenical and Missional Society of St. Patrick and St. Aidan, and he's the founder of Hope on the Way Ministries. Now, join Father John and discover hope and relevant answers in following Jesus, who is the way and the truth and the life. Well, the Lord be with you. Today is Christ the King Sunday. It's the time where we take a few moments out of our week this Sunday and remember that Jesus is King of kings and Lord of lords. And we just read Revelation 1, 4 through 8, where it talks about Christ and His soon coming. And in light of that, there's an old, old saying, and I think you know it, power corrupts, and absolute power corrupts absolutely. And this is why absolute monarchy is bad because no matter how good a king or queen may be they're still human they're still corruptible but that's not the way it is with god we need jesus to come and return in glory and be our king on this earth that's the only solution. That's the only possibility to save this world, and it will happen. And the reason that the monarchy of Jesus works is because He is incorruptible. All His decisions are right. All His actions are perfect. He doesn't seek the good of Himself or the good of His family alone. He, he will seek the good of the world. Good news, Christ the King Sunday. And that is Jesus is coming in power and glory. Verse 7 says, look, He's coming with the clouds and every eye will see Him, even those who pierced Him. All peoples on earth will mourn because of Him. That mourning will be, oh, we got it so wrong. We weren't waiting for Him. We weren't believing in Him. We weren't following Him. We weren't expecting Him. So shall it be. Amen. So, great news. Christ is coming again in power and glory. You know, I'm not a betting man, but if I were betting, I would bet that He's coming sooner than many people tend to think. Because of the events we're seeing globally around the world. So what do we do in the meantime? When Christ comes again in glory, He'll consummate His kingdom. And when Christ came the first time, He inaugurated His kingdom. It's like His kingdom was started. It was kicked off. But it was kind of like an engagement. The kingdom was kicked off so the world could see. So the world could see the kingdom of God. So the world could decide. The people of this world could decide where they wanted to be. Who they wanted to follow. Whether they wanted to be part of the kingdoms of this world or the kingdom of God. So the kingdom has been inaugurated by Christ in His first coming and will be consummated in His second coming. 
This time that we're in, the time between His first and second coming, is a time that is characterized by spiritual conflict. The kingdom that He kicked off in His first coming is the church. The church is His kingdom on earth. He says in John, my kingdom is not of this world. His kingdom isn't of the realm and the reign of this world. His kingdom is a spiritual kingdom that exists on earth in His church. And the church exists in two places. One in heaven. That's the church triumphant. They've gone through this world. They followed Christ. They went out of it. And now they're in the presence of God. They're triumphant. And the church here on this earth is the church militant. Do you feel militant today? Do you feel radicalized at all? What Christ wants you to do in this age between His first and second coming is become part of the church militant. Can I put it another way? He wants you to join the resistance movement. The church is the resistance movement of God in the earth. Now, I know there's people who might be listening to this message today and think, well, you know, Father John, we're spiritual, but we're not really religious. Can I, can I call you on your baloney? People who say I'm spiritual but not religious, they're not spiritual at all. Everyone I hear say that. It's just an excuse. It's just an excuse not to be militant. Not to be radical and join the resistance of Christ's kingdom here on earth. You see, you, there is no in-between. You're either part of the kingdom of this world or you're part of the resistance movement, the church militant. There's no refugees in this conflict. There's nowhere to go. You can't escape the conflict, the kingdom conflict between the kingdoms of this world and the church militant. The kingdom of God. Unless you join the resistance movement, the church militant, you will be enslaved by the power of sin that is raging in this world and that is raging in your life. The power of sin is no respecter of men or women. The power of sin takes everyone captive. If you're in your sins and if you die in your sins, you're going to be captive in eternal life. Captive because of the power and the entanglement and the load of sin on you. Now there may be some people say, you know, hey, hey, you're making it sound like I work for the devil. And honestly, very few people work for the devil. Some do. But even if you don't work for the devil, your sin will make you his captive. Your sin, the sin that entangles you, the, tin, the sin that crushes you. You need to receive Christ as your king and you must join the resistance. And the resistance is the church militant. When you receive Christ as your king and you join the resistance, Christ is going to set you loose from your sins. The scripture we read in verse 5 says... He has freed us from our sins. This word freed literally means to be loosed. Sins are like chains. Your sins are like chains. 
that entangle you into the kingdom of this world, into the prince of this world, the prince of darkness, where he has authority over you because of your sins. And some may be listening to me and say, well, you know, I like my life, Father John. I like the way I live. I like the way I talk and the things I do and, and the manners, isms that I have. I, I like being my own person. I don't have time for your religion, for your church militant. I'm okay with being in my sins. Have you met people like that? If that's your attitude this evening, let me ask you this. If not for your sake, what about the sake of your children? The sins that the parents commit are often visited upon their children. Kids who have been wounded and are being wounded and are being enslaved by the sin of their parents, whatever that may be, whether it's addiction, drugs, alcohol, sexual immorality, divorce, faithlessness. If not for your sake, receive Christ as King. Join the church militant for your kids' sake. Or if nothing else, send your kids to church. Send your kids to Sunday school. Send your kids to catechism. Send your kids to Christian school. When you receive Christ as King and you join the resistance, the church militant, you're set loose from your sins. And not only that, but Christ will make you a priest, a spiritual resistance fighter to help set others free from their sins. There's none so grateful than a terrible sinner who has experienced the forgiveness of Jesus Christ. You can set those folks free because he made us, verse 5, to be a kingdom of priests and to serve his God and Father. You are a priest. You were called to be a spiritual resistance fighter. Being a pew sitter is fine. It's a good place to be. There are lots of other places where you shouldn't be. So being a pew sitter in church is fine. Being a listener of the Word is fine. But God has really called you to be a spiritual resistance fighter. He's called you to be militant. He's called you to be radical. And I don't mean annoying. I don't mean holier than thou, but I mean someone who is fighting for souls, fighting to bring people into the kingdom of God, into the resistance movement, into the church militant. There are two divisions of priests in the church. There's the general division of priests, the general priesthood, and there's the ministerial priesthood. The general priesthood is for all believers. You are a minister, a priest, a servant, and mediator between God and others for your family, for your friends, for any type of missional work you may do as a lay person. But God has given you the general priesthood. And one of the most important responsibilities you have as a priest of God is for your family. Paul says, as Christ is the head of 
the church, so the husband is the head of the wife. That verse has taken a lot of beating in this day and age. Notice that Jesus doesn't say that the man is the head of the woman. He says the husband is the head of the wife. He's talking about roles in his role, in your role as husband. You're responsible. Husbands, you're responsible for the spiritual education. You're responsible for the spiritual health of your family. Then there's the ministerial priesthood. Those are elders, also known as pastors and priests and bishops. But God has raised up those to be a ministerial priesthood for the church. We are those who are called and empowered by Christ, and we're called to equip and lead you. And we do that through an anointing of grace that God gives those who are called to be priests. Now, I think you know this verse. If anyone is in Christ, they are. You have been changed. The old is gone. The new has come. You're not like other people. Other people need to want to be like you rather than you want to be like other people because you've been changed by the grace of Christ. You're something new. You've been baptized into Christ. You've been raised to a newness of life. You've been given the Spirit. You're ontologically changed. The very nature of who you are is changed. And you've been made to be priest of God. And within the church, he's also changed those who are called to be priests to the church. They, I have been ontologically changed in a way that's different than you have been changed. Does it mean I'm better? It just means that I've been changed through the grace of Christ that comes through the anointing of the laying on of hands. Christ laid his hands on the apostles and imparted his ministry, his office to them. And then who did they lay hands on? Their successors. And they laid hands on their successors until finally it came down to our generation of those who are called to be priests, to be elders, to be bishops in the church militant. We've been called to equip you and to lead you and to serve in the ministry of Christ for you. I see so many people today that have issues with the authority of the priesthood, the authority of their pastor. They chafe under it. Number one, those who are called to be elders, priests, presbyters, bishops in the church militant are called as servant leaders. Not to boss you around, but to serve you. But they're there to shepherd you. They've been given a special grace to do it. Doesn't mean they're perfect. But they've been changed, just like you've been changed. You're a kingdom. Priest. There's an old saying. If you're going to dance with the devil, you're going to get burned. If you're going to dance with the devil, you're going to get burned. And today there are a lot of people who call themselves Christians who are dancing with the devil. And the sad part about it, the tragic part about it, 
is that they not only burn themselves with the power of their sins, but they also burn who? People they love. The people they care about. They burn their children. They burn their husband. They burn their wife. Don't kid yourself. There's no middle ground in this. There's no middle ground. There's no neutrality. You can't be a refugee. You can't flee. You can't remain neutral. There's kingdom conflict until Christ comes and ends it all when He consummates His kingdom. And now, now is the time to receive Christ as King. Now is time to join the church militant. In this time of darkness, in this time of faithlessness, in this time where the West is leaving wholesale the Christian faith, more than ever, it's time for you to be radicalized, for you to fulfill your destiny, for you to know who you are. You're called to be the resistance, the church militant. Remember, you've been changed. You have been changed by Christ himself, by the power of the Spirit, so that you can be a resistance fighter, that you can be a priest, that you can make a difference. Look, he's coming in the clouds. Every eye will see him, even those who pierced him. So all peoples on earth will mourn because of him. So shall it be. And we all say, Amen. Blessed Christ the King Sunday to all of you. You've been listening to the Hope on the Way podcast with Father John Ahmed. We invite you to subscribe or follow this podcast on your preferred podcasting platform. To find out more about Hope on the Way Ministries and Father John, check out our website at hopeontheway.info. That's hopeontheway.info. Now, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of the Father, and the companionship of the Holy Spirit be with you always. Amen.